We run the streets, yeah. Yeah, we run the streets, yeah. Them are the program, them are the leads. Yeah, them are the leads, yeah, yeah. Premier League, Bundesliga, Liga, La Liga. Dallas Brothers, we gon' hit you with the football fever. Tuning right here. Them boys will make it smile or even try to. We be rapping from the TMT, my bros and me, more fire than CMT3. So I ask to TV system, all those flicks, they can't touch this. Like Leno when I start testing, bang bang. Yo guys, welcome back to the first episode of Fire Brothers for the new season. We are back, we are back. And today we have... Myself, Dave, I'm Dave, the host, and we have Jadiel, Arsenal fan here. Jadiel, how are you going? No, man, no, man. And we have John, man, you fan, in the house. John, what's going on? They know, they know, excited. Season just now. Season just now. Sancho going to flop. <laughs> At least somebody excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really are to be excited for. Correct. <laughs> But this season looking, this season looking good, man. Like this is going to be a fantastic season, and we will touch on separate teams and things as we go along. But um, Jardy, let's start with you. What's your general expectations for this season? Not not from an Arsenal perspective, but from a Premier League perspective. Now that fans, yeah. fans back and teams looking stronger, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a good season. I think it's going to be exciting. The Premier League has always been exciting, but I do think this year people um, have been bubbling to come out to games, you know. Um, it was like the one little factor that was missing last season, obviously because of COVID. So I do think with the fans being back and the stadiums being packed, the atmosphere of the game is also going to be there. You're not going to hear no more artificial noise on TV anymore, um, which is always good. And I also think that most teams are strengthening. Like, besides the top teams, like, besides Man City, besides Chelsea, besides Man U, like, I'm watching other teams making very key signings, like Aston Villa, for example. Mm-hmm. They're signing some really good players here and there. Um, and they already performed well last season, so I'm actually excited to see what they contribute this season. Um, so I do think it's going to be a very exciting season. Um, as usual, anybody can beat anybody. Um, so looking forward to it. Not looking forward too much to my team performance, but I do think the Premier League overall is not going to have any clear-cut winners um, early on. Definitely not. John, what about you? Nah, I completely agree um, with Jadiel's sentiments. I think the fans, if anyone had any time to take in any of the friendlies that they had, um, it was almost like, wow, like a new game. Like you didn't realize how much the fans' um, noise and the fan interaction really added to football. You know, you don't really miss something until it's gone. Yeah. So it's, it's good for the game. And in addition to all the drama that take place this offseason, um, well, you have to say in the Premier League and probably what still is to come because we still have time in the transfer window. So 
who knows what could happen in the next two weeks or so uh, with respect to strength in teams, in goings, outgoings. Um, again, I agree with Jadiel. I think most teams in the league make some good moves in the off signings, even if it's not permanent um, signings in terms of loans. Um, one good loan, you could say, Scarlett, I mean, you would agree with this, I, I think, is Billy Gilmore to, to Norwich. That one really stands out for me. Yeah, I agree. Because Gilmore is a very good uh, midfield player. Norwich definitely needed strength in the midfield. I think that's a good one. Um, it'll be good to see the promoted teams. Brentford making waves coming up through the ranks. Um, Norwich and Watford, I believe, is the third team. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Brentford will be the new boys. Norwich and Watford knows what it takes to stay up, even though they've been yo-yoing the last couple of seasons. Um, I expect Brentford to bring not quite as much excitement in terms of Leeds, um, the way Leeds impacted the league last season. Mm-hmm. But they, they'll be interesting to watch, for sure. Um, I think look out for West Ham, win Europe this season as well. Um, still have a strong team, still looking good. And well, the usual, the usual top sides are there. Um, Spurs, yeah, we, we wait to see what will happen with Spurs. Um, Chelsea, well, you're talking about Sancho going and flop. You would know plenty about players flopping um, because that's why I have to sign Lukaku because certain men were flopping all over last season. <laughs> so, in terms of Arsenal, I don't know about Jadiel, but I have a fairly decent outlook for Arsenal. I have, I have hope for them um, based on the signings that, that they make so far. Um, not so much based on the preseason, but I think I think the, the quality that they have will come good. How good remains to be seen, but I think they will improve, hopefully. Yeah, and I, I really, good. I really just hoping for a tight race. Um, the last couple of seasons, um, you could say it was Liverpool City kind of duking it out. I open for a tight race with more teams. Yeah, I think this season will will provide that kind of race that you're looking for, because as I say, everybody's strengthened. Everybody looking like genuine title contenders. So we will see. And I think with the addition of the fans too, we will see a lot of smaller teams winning points again. Because the fans, for the smaller teams especially, was a big boost. And last year, and well, last season, and half of last, well, the end of last season, you see the smaller sides, the lower sides struggling without fans. So I think fans are going to be a huge boost for the smaller side, especially like when you go to Burnley. Burnley is a hard place to go to on win. Palace. Palace is a hard place to go to on win. And I think even Watford to an extent too. Even, yeah, I mean... Even Leeds, bro. To add to that, if you look at the record last year for so many big teams, you see it was performing better away Good. versus home. And that contributes to the fans, you know? Good. There wasn't any away and home games because at any day, that's going to have feelings sweating. Good. <laughs> so, anything goes. So, I think, I think fans in back is going to influence home games, especially the home team. Yeah, true. Well, let me get into individual club expectations. So since we have Arsenal, United, Chelsea here, we'll talk about those three. 
and john you start united go <laughs> um listen for united to improve on that season they have to win the league it just as it as simple as that um they finished second last season so the the natural expectation would be to to win the league um to be fair to to ole and united i mean trying to be as unbiased as possible they have been on an upward trajectory from when he took over from Mourinho in terms of standings in the table. So based on the signings as well, Sancho, one of, if not the most promising um, player, 21 and under in the world. Um, Varane, very experienced, very talented, you know, smack in the prime of his, his career. Whether they will be featuring this week, this opening weekend remains to be seen. And I think United may be one of the clubs that before the transfer window is open, there is a possibility, depending on most likely outgoings, they may or may not bring in another midfielder or fullback. So expectations for me, I would have to say they would have to, to win the league. I think that's what Ole has been building to. That's what the natural progression in the last um, three and a half seasons has been. If you know, I'll take winning a trophy if they don't win the league. Winning a trophy and Champions League, minimum expectation. <laughs> um, I was actually now about to ask, like, you're talking about Super Season last season. Um, if United finish, let's say, third or fourth, or maybe even fifth, we don't want, we don't, probably not going to finish fifth, but let's say if we do finish fourth and win FA Cup and League Cup, would that be a more successful season than last season? I think I would have to say so, because the main objective of winning trophies would be there. You'd still be in the Champions League um, playoffs. And one big thing that would probably be contingent on if you're a, a United fan is the play. United, 95% of the games last season play with two DMs. Um, that's something I'm sure they're looking to change. They have been trying to change in preseason actively. So, if the style of play improves, I shouldn't say improve, improve is a harsh word. If it's more offensive-minded, and we have that scenario point out there, fourth place, two trophies, I would say, yes, successful season. Okay. Charlie, how about Arsenal? Hmm. Pressure, eh? Um, I think... I have expectations and I have what I hope they achieve. And the two of them is the same thing, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope that we could get a top four. I think it's time that we really try and put ourselves back into Champions League football um, so we could start attracting players that want to play Champions League, right? Because the top players in the world do not want to play strictly domestic football. So to start attracting players of a higher quality, we need to make sure and put ourselves back into Champions League football, as well as for revenue purposes and for people that are making fun of us. <laughs> All right. So I I hope that we can get a top four. Like even if it's fourth place, I don't care. <laughs> Like, I can just really hope. And I mean, top four is not impossible, right? Top four is, honestly, anybody's game. 
if you're being honest. Tapos, not Arsenal, like, though. Not Arsenal, though. I mean... Okay, recent... let me be honest. You answer this question. Does Arsenal have the strength? And not only the starting level strength, but the strength on the bench. Like the well, depth, well, depth this to is, compete for a top four. So, this is why I said I have things that I hope we achieve and then expectations. So, when I come to my expectations now, I do not think Arsenal has a team to compete for the title. And if you're not competing for the title, then you're basically not really in top four because if you look at your teams around us, more than likely top four teams will be challenging for the title. Mm-hmm. So if you're not trying to do the title, you're probably not trying to do top four either. But football is a very, very funny sport and it's played on a day. Yep. And we see teams like Leicester come and win the title out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> Mm. Right, we, we, I've seen crazier things happen than Arsenal getting top four. <laughs> we see Liverpool winning league. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you know, I've seen Messi leave Barcelona and go PSG. Right? Facts. So, I have seen a lot of crazier things in football to say that in a in a possible. I do expect it. That's my expectations. I don't think we have a team strong enough, but at the same time, I do also believe that for once we could step back and focus on one league. We don't have to worry about any more traveling. We strictly domestic this season. And as much as we might have wanted to be playing European football, it might be good for us, given our depth or lack of depth, should I say, to just play Premier League. Focus one game a week. And, and I mean, sometimes it'll have more than one game, but keep the injuries less, less hours of playing, less chances of getting injured, fresher, you know, because especially when you play a game on Thursday and you're going to play a game on Saturday, you know, you had to rotate the team or whatever the case may be. So it might be to our benefit, actually, that we're not playing European football and I could come out and give 100% in domestic football every week, you know? So well, that's our advantage. Well, true. Because in 2016-17, Chelsea was without domestic football. I mean, just without European football. No Champions League, no Europa League. But they didn't have a Conference League then. But mm-hmm. the lack of European football, you could kind of say what, is what helped Chelsea win the league last season and make a Cup final. So I'm not saying Arsenal are going to win the league. But not being in Europe would definitely help Arsenal push higher up the table. Especially when you look at the lack of depth we have. Rotation is not something that we should be we afforded. You know, that's not something we are we could afford to rotate the team too much. Um to be fresh players in both league and Europe. So it's good that we could potentially feel a strong team every week for every Premier League game and not worry about, well, where the player runs a runner 16 next week or in two days they play a runner 16 so that we, you know, rest on players. You know, we could actually go and give a full representation of ourselves every week in the Premier League. Again, it's probably not going to win the league, but it might help us to move up the table and hopefully clinch a top four. Hopefully. Yeah, true, exactly. Well, to, to Chelsea, you know, my expectations is I expect us to compete for the title. 
And another answer we're going with the league, because I said that last season and but no, that's a <laughs> that this season that is a realistic expectation. Like you all have to at least be up there, top two. Yeah, especially I agree. once Lukaku sign and finish. I agree. I agree. And hopefully we could bring in maybe like two or three more. Well, maybe two more signings and strengthen this squad. What do you Who are you linked with so? Um after Lukaku. Um, who else we linked with, boy? Well, we're trying to we're trying to get it out, Tommy, and trying to find a backup striker. So that that is something that we're working on. Man, real do like Tommy, boy. Yeah, Tommy might end up by Mourinho in Roma. I do have a place for him in Chelsea at the moment, in my opinion. I do have a place for him. Because yeah, because if Lukaku not playing. Havertz will play the false nine of an hour playing in the middle. So, exactly. So, they have for there already. Um, yeah. I don't play game, game time. Yeah, well, I 100, 100% expect us to compete for the title. And it's possible that we can win the league. Um, Although I would like to win the league, I would like more to go back for Champions League. Because just to rub it in everybody's face, what the PSG who making all these big signings <laughs> and and man, you signing um Sancho for this big money and all kind of thing. I just want to win the Champions League again and be the second team to <laughs> to do it back to back. And yeah, that is that is what I want from this season. But in the league, league wise, I fully expect us to compete, as I said. Maybe top two, and I fully expect us as well to go far in the club, the cup competitions. I badly, 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 badly want club World Cup because we were there last time and didn't win it. So I hope we prioritize that. And I fully, well, I guess we will get into transfers on things just now, but I expect these signings that we made to. Make a big impact on the squad and what Tuchel is trying to do for the season. I expect Tuchel to well by now he should have his ideas across, his philosophy across, and we should be definitely up there in this close and probably going to be a dog fight of a title race. So yeah. um, let us get into the impact of transfers. Um, each one of our sides made some big signings. Arsenal not really, but I don't think they are. Don't look on God, don't look on God. I wouldn't say Arsenal make any big signings. Um, we sang, we sang Ben White, and even though people would say it's an expensive signing, if he came from any other league, he'd have come for like 30 million max, right? 20 million. <laughs> Exactly, right? So the English, and I understand why teams charge plenty because you send a direct competitor, right? So you obviously need to be making well, sure you get compensated. Yeah, yeah compensated for, for the potential downfall of playing against the person you know, so. Right? Well, let me, so, let me talk about the impact that he could make, though. So, what would he add to the team? 
Yeah, so I, I did watch him play the last preseason game um, against Tottenham, right? Um, where he started. And I, I just see players start games. I just see players coming in to get a good idea of them. I want to see how they start the game and compose and all that different stuff. And I have to admit, he impressed. Um, he, a couple of things that I picked up on is Arsenal to pass the ball on the back, but it's moved too slow. Right, I love our center back still to control the ball, take a time and to pass. And the game is about speed as well, right? And I've seen him doing a lot of more one touch passes. The ball pass, when you pass the ball to him, he's switching the ball one time, not like one touch and then you push and then you pass the ball eventually. So he is increasing his speed of passing in the back, which is something I think generally we need to do, especially the way that Atleta has his team set up. Um, the next thing he does is he has like a little David Luiz hat where he likes to pick up the ball and try and drive the ball forward first and like take some of his space um, and then make a pass. And his passing range also is quite good. So I do think he's a good sign-in. I think he is definitely, if not the best, at least one of our top defenders now. Um, you don't have much to really go against, but he's definitely uh, one of the better defenders now. Finally, we could put Holden back on the bench because he shouldn't have been there. <laughs> and I am excited to see him play. I don't think he was worth the money, but I don't think he's a bad sign-in either. Like, it's a good sign-in. I think it should have been a cheaper sign-in, but I do think it is a good sign-in. And most importantly, he has Premier League experience. He has English football experience. Um, so he's going to come with that already, you know. And he come from a team that has to, that dog fights already, you know. He come from Brighton. <laughs> and he came from playing for other teams in the lower leagues. So it's, it's always he's used to dog fights and he's used to being the underdog. Um, so if he brings that fighting spirit into the team. But my top signing so far is actually probably the little midfielder we got, Lokongo, Lokonga, how you pronounce it. Um, I think he's a talent. Um, I don't know how much game time he's going to get because they love Xhaka. <laughs> All right, they love Xhaka too much. So I don't know how much game time he'll get if Party and Xhaka both fit. But again, so I'm playing against Chelsea. Highly impressed by him. Like, really, really impressed by his playing style. Again, quick movements is all I'm looking for in these players. Just pass the ball, one touch, two touches possible. Or if not, make sure and take the space. Um, so, yeah, that's about the power transfers. We signed a left back, Tavares, but I mean, uh, I wouldn't really, you know, I wouldn't really, like, I have two in here already, so I don't really care. <laughs> 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 Well, it's still um, needed for the depth, you know. Cause... Exactly, yeah. Especially if Kulisnak goes back out, which he probably should because his time is up. But other than that, Arsenal already make no signings, which is kind of sad because they signed one decent player and they signed two youths. Like, we bought the Congo, I think, for seven million. Like, you know, when they're paying seven million for somebody, it's, mm-hmm. it's bargain deals again there, right? So... Mm-hmm. It's I can't say Aston really make any signings genuinely. I, I, I can't say that we make any 
big signings. So I really hope before the window closes that we bring at least two more quality players. You know? So we'll see. If not, it's basically the same team from last year. Genuinely. <laughs> well, John, you all had the most like obvious transfer saga secret ever. Because <laughs> we've been hearing about Sancho to United for maybe like two or three years now. And it finally happened. So what impact could Sancho make in this United team and in the Premier League? I mean, just briefly, I think the notwithstanding the long saga, I think it was good business by United. It was shrewd. It was United getting back to being a big club, a serious club in terms of how they deal with transfers. United signed Sancho for, I can't remember what, 75 million pounds they reported in the season. Had they tried to send him last season, would have been 120 or something from Dortmund. So just in terms of transfers, and I mean, the Varane transfer kind of exemplified the way United goes with transfers now. But in terms of Sancho and, and what he'll bring, excitement, especially with Rashford being out for the what looks like the first couple of months. You know, United always build on these wingers, exciting wingers traditionally. Um, guys who could take on players one-on-one, you know, bring, to, bring the crowd to, the, to their feet, make it, you know, sit on the edge of your seat if you're watching at home. Marshall used to be that guy, but last season was rough, injuries, etc. Rashford, for sure, you know, nearly every match he not Megan beating somebody. So that is all part of the entertainment aspect of it. And his stats are very good. Goals and assists. Um, having said that, we all know the Premier League is a different ball game, but I'm sure he's well aware of that. I'm sure he's training and he's mentally prepared um, for what will come his way because what will come his way is lots of physicality, lots of challenges. Um, it's not going to be as easy as Bundesliga, but in general, not just for United fans, but for the league, excitement. I mean, his, his touches. I mean, if, if well, you all probably didn't, but when you watch his um, announcement video, he spoke about the influence, you know, Ronaldinho and they had growing up playing cage football. That's kind of where his touch, um, his deck has come from. So, excitement. Um, Varane, just oh, solidity, boy. Just like, the man I even play a game for United yet, and I just feeling so much better about the back line. Just, you know, less worries about Lindelof being slow, being too fragile. Less worries about B.E. being a madman, running out of the back, running all over the place. And always injured. injured all the time. Always injured. You know, so it's like, well, I feel like a, a weight off my shoulder. It's just like, you know, I have a not more than decent, like a quality centre-back. Once he fit, Ian Maguire could handle the stories and hopefully that will impact positively on the, the rest of the team. I you feel any kind of way that Sancho was born and bred on the next side of Manchester? No, football is what it is, you know. I mean, technically, he's from South London. He started in Watford, so... Oh, true. Well, technically, um, that's somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's neither here nor there 
for me. Um, plus, well, it wasn't like a direct move from you know City to United. Kind of well, like Lukaku. Lukaku true. went from United to Chelsea via Inter. So true. Yeah, and back to Chelsea now. Yeah. Well, let me talk about Lukaku now. Actually, before I have my say, what you all think on um, Lukaku to Chelsea? I mean, <laughs> it depends on you, Lukaku you're getting. You know? Well, true. Um, if again Inter Milan, Kaku, then I think the league secured for Chelsea. <laughs> but if we get in, um, Man U, Lukaku, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But but honestly, besides that, I'm not sure enough. I'm not sure if this style of football that Tuchel wants to play is for Lukaku personally, because like. I went to the so I went to the Arsenal Chelsea friendly, and you could clearly see that Oya was trying to play a counter attacking style of football, and he was relying on the speed and pace of people like Werner and Havertz, um, to get in behind the backline and whatnot, and I just don't see Lukaku fitting into that type of system. Um, I think. He prefers to get the ball to his feet and play from there. You know, I don't see him as the type of player that wants to run onto balls and get behind defenders um, and try to be them for speed. So, but he I, can, eh? He can do that. He can. But I mean, he's still not the fastest guy either. So, like, even if he tried to do it, <laughs> I don't see it being his most effective style of football. You know, he could do it, and he probably will try in some circumstances, but. I just don't think that's his most effective style of football. I think the ball into his feet, using his physique and whatnot, um, is more his style of football. So I'll, I am interested to see how exactly they're going to deploy him. Um, of course, they could switch up the game and do different things. But just from what I saw um, in terms of how Chelsea was playing, it seems like a lot more counter-attacking football, a lot more pace. And trying to get in behind. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Just from a uh, from an individual perspective, I don't I don't think Lukaku changed that much um, from the United um, version of himself. I think Syria mm-hmm. was obviously an easier league for him to to cope with in terms of yeah. the quality, the overall quality of players mm-hmm. and defenders that he he went up against. Which is strange to say about Syria, but it it it's not what it used to be. Um, his first touch. I don't think he's um, he's improved on it at all. I I think he did. I think. Um, I think he's always going to be that player in big games. He more big games than not. He's going to leave you wanting when the big occasion arises from open play, and you really need him. I think he's still going to be that player that's going to fall short. That being said, you think about the <laughs> compilations of winner last season. <laughs> Put Lukaku in those chances and again 10-15 goals extra easy, which could add up to immense amount of points over the course of well, the season. I well I said well okay. So you say put Lukaku in that position, but I think that's that what Wuna brought last season and why people were still sticking with him to start games was his position in, in general, right? Um he was making really good runs, he was getting to the right places, he was getting past defenders. He was doing everything perfectly up until the point where he needs to score. So, 
I mean, you might say put Lukaku in that position, but is Lukaku going to put himself <laughs> in those type of situations and positions to get those easy finishes, you know? I think I think Wuna was making those chances for himself. I wouldn't say making it for himself, but I mean not not one hundred percent individually, but he was doing oh. the right things, you know. But uh, yeah, he was always in the right position at the right time. It was just finishing. Finishing Correct. wasn't wasn't his strong point last season, and from preseason you could see it's the same thing. So I think Lukaku. I think last season. To compete in the league, we needed a, a number nine, a classic number nine. And now that we have that, I think that we can do better in the league because we proved that we don't need a number nine to win Champions League. But in the league where we have to travel to Burnley and travel to all these physical sides, we need a physical striker to cope with yeah, physical I'm- defenders. Correct. And it's a matter of when you go to those smaller teams that they play so deep. And not really open football. Like you don't have to, you know, I'm able to, you know, send through ball here and get behind the team right. too much. It's more ping the ball into somebody and try to play off of that or cross the ball wide cross it in. So yeah. that is why is, you need that physical presence. And, and, and you need the height and strength. Correct. Which is, why I, which is why I want Abraham. I would love to get Tammy from Chelsea. Just because Arsenal really lacks that type of, yeah, we have yeah. a we have a we have Lacazette, but he's a short guy, and he's much better playing like a false nine kind of position yeah. where he like drops in and you know. But to say I could cross the ball and have somebody head in it, or I could ping the ball to him and he holds up, he's he can hold the ball, but he's just not that type of player, you know. Like I want Giroud, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I why mean, I love You saw how Giroud impacted Chelsea last season when he did play. Giroud was always in the game. Giroud was never shy away from action or was never part of the play. Giroud was always in the game and always was a threat to defenders. Because he had the height, he had the strength, he had the, the, the acrobaticness or whatever he was. <laughs> and yeah, and that is what and Lukaku. He had, he had me too. And he has that. So that is what Lukaku will offer to Chelsea this season and much more. Because I think Lukaku does offer more than Shirut in all of the things, especially pace. Mm-hmm. Because Lukaku, we, we talked about, you talked about Havertz and Werner pace earlier. But I think Lukaku is almost just as threatening nah. with, with the ball, with his pace. Nah, he quick, you know, he, he deceptively I'm, quick for, for his he's side. slow, but nah, boy. Una and them, man. Quick, boy. <laughs> <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah, but Lukaku, he have enough pace to keep up. Unlike Giroud, who just had to get ball to feet and win headers on the mm-hmm. ground. But Lukaku, Lukaku does have the pace to keep up. I would say Lukaku probably coming in with extra motivation to feeling like, you know, to prove, yeah, with yeah. Chelsea especially. True. And and talk about number nines. I think that's also what Man City lacks. And Aguero was injured plenty last season, so we barely saw him play. And was relying on Gabriel Jesus plenty. And I personally think that he is a real shit, right? Like 
he have his moments, but if you're playing that, if you're playing that team of such quality, you will always have your moments. You know, like yeah, exactly. If men like Kevin Nibong and them and Mares and all these guys giving your ball in front of the goal, <laughs> you obviously will score. You can't go through the season without scoring. But like I just don't think that he's ever in the right position. I'm never sure what kind of style of football he's trying to play. Like if he trying to like run in behind, if he trying to like Drop into the midfield and pick up yeah, the ball. Yeah, because to be honest, to be honest, I don't even know if he's a striker. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I have no clue what his strength is because he doesn't ever lean into his strengths uh-huh. if he has. Right. So, personally, I think they should be going full one hundred for Kane. Like I could only Kane would fit so well into our team, like dropping so well in that team. But that would be but, real scary though. <laughs> It would be scary. I, I agree. It would be scary. But I, I, I think other teams in the league have firepower to go against them. Like, I think Chelsea could go to Toronto with Man City with Kane. I think Man could go Toronto um, with Kane. I think Liverpool could go Toronto. I think Arsenal could pull a draw out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, fully, boy. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be scary. But at the same time... um. I think it would be exciting to see as well because Kane is being wasted, you know? Like, if you're being honest, he's being wasted in Spurs. So, even though it might be a scary thing to see him in City, I also think it's wasting a player of that talent in Spurs um, when he can be doing a little bit more in City. And I, I genuinely think that's all City needs to really package that team into a Champions League winning team because we know they can win the league. Mm. Like they do it enough times, they do it when they wasn't supposed to do it, they do it when they're supposed to do it. So I know they could do that, but if they want to get Champions League, I think they need a proper forward like Kane, or if not Kane, somebody of that stature and talent. Well, they don't really have much going around, it don't have much exactly. It <laughs> mm. don't have much forwards that can really look at them and be like, Yeah, that is you know. A, a big one. So, my thing is, Kane only have himself to blame for the situation at the end now. I mean, most top players, you sign maximum a five year with an option for extension, which is Pogba. Or you go four years with an option for extension, which is five. Why would you go six year flat contract? You have no release clause, no nothing. Like, really? You sold well to Tottenham. That, that, that is the deal you make to Tottenham. I, if it was somebody I, like, you know, United, where, you know, even if, you know, winning trophies, you're at least challenging your name, always going and be out there, you're always in Champions League. Um, yeah, but John M, but it's true, right? He did that to himself. When he did this, though, Tottenham was looking like there was going to be a team to be consistently competing. You know, because they say, so figure about the last two years, they go three years and they go from like 2018, they say 2018 to 2015, around there, in that time period. Tottenham came, I want to say, in Champions League qualification often. They reached the finals of a Champions League. They, they were competing, you know. We can't say they were not doing things that was exciting their fans. 
uh, it never came to fruition. Nothing ever happened. <laughs> like, there's reaching close, but it never surprise, actually surprise. And then, obviously, in the football era we're in right now, if you don't take your chances, you're usually going to go back to where you were. <laughs> so in the past two years, you can see that they are going back on a decline because they didn't take the opportunities when they were up there to actually secure t- trophies and titles. So mm-hmm. now they're back on the decline and now we want to try and jump ship because he realized that, hey, what I thought was happening, <laughs> it, it peaked, it maxed out. Too late. And, you know, back down. But if I was talking about that, sell him. Secure the bag. It's not that they don't want to sell him, you know, but the, it's the price. If think about it, right? Arsenal spend 50 on Ben White, who's an English defender who don't have much caps for England. 100 million on Grealish, who don't have anywhere close to the amount of, even though he's a different type of player, goes assist England caps again, homegrown player. Think about Kane, who's literally one of the best strikers in the world on top of the game for like years. Homegrown talent. Like you can't sell him for 100 million alone. I, I don't blame Levy. He, he has well, to hold out for more. I agree. I agree. Especially when Chelsea going on offering people 115 or kind of thing. For Lukaku. Uh, for Lukaku. So, you know. We was offering um, more for Haaland. Exactly. So, I, I agree. But the, the next thing too is Players like Ben White and Greenish. Uh, I'm not sure how young Greenish is, but these are young players too. Kane is what, at least 28? Right? Um, so you could say that he is probably in his prime, but on the second half of his prime. That makes sense. <laughs> like he's, you could say he's in his prime, but he is... Not on his, he now start getting to his prime. He's more on the halfway point where his prime is going to soon come to an end. So at the same time, can you, can you price somebody <laughs> with two more years of prime maximum? Yes, <laughs> because he, he, you just make the point he in his prime, you're not paying for potential, like you're paying for what's actually going to happen. If he mm. actually goes city, you're looking at 20 goals, 20 assists. All competitions, minimum, most likely. True. Um, so we talk about transfers. Okay. And well, what would you guys, well, who would you guys think is or would be the breakout players for your club this season? Breakout players. Um. Mm. We welcome Ramia into the podcast, guys. Ramia is here. Breakout. Yes, guys. Thank you. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Breakout players from my club. Um, Cause it, it don't have to be fresh transfers. No, like players that are already at the club, but like would now be breaking into the, the squad. Because oh. I, I would take it as your breakout player might be Ahmad. I think Diallo... Have a lot to, to will have a lot to do this season, given he gets the chances. So okay. I don't know if I don't know if you agree or John agree. Well, I was I was feeling like maybe Pelistri would get that look in. 
I mean, he, he looked really decent preseason. Um, I'm not sure, like, how much them feel in Elanga, but he was also looking pretty decent preseason. So I guess my money would be on those two guys to get a look in and to do well when they get that look in. I mean, Ahmad already got like a little small thing, so I expect it to continue this season. But I'm um, hoping to see those, those two youngsters more regularly. And m- maybe Dan James could get a break too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> John, you are good? Um, fellas, she actually went on loan again with oh, Alaves, which I think is good for him. Um, he'll get plenty of experience and I think it went good for him last season. Ahmad, I'm not sure. Maybe they might send him on somewhere if they get um, a good option. But if he stays, he'll be a good... He'll be a good um, backup option for him. Um, a good, he's a good player. He could start, but he's still on, on the young side and a little less physically developed. Um, in terms of breakouts, that I mean, the obvious answer I would say is Sancho. But if we're talking about players who who kind of they are unknown, um, I hope in Ilanga. Okay, yeah, he looked pretty decent preseason as well. Yeah, Charlie, how about Arsenal? Um, can I go with Saka and Emil Smith? No, you not? cannot. <laughs> 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 so no, we, can, we can turn them broke out already. Yeah. <laughs> the man was on a Euro final. I think he will well break out there. And taking, <laughs> and taking pressure penalty. What about Emmy and Smith Roy? He wasn't in no final. He, he break out like two years ago. Come on. Nah, man, don't do that. But okay. <laughs> um, No, but as I said before, uh, I'm an Ionist midfielder. We have Lokongwa. Who's very very young? We bought him for seven million. Um, I don't think people are going to expect much from him, but I do think with Party and his injury crisis, uh, he might just get enough game time to to really impact the team and be one of our um, breakout youths for the season. Other than that. I don't see anybody else breaking out. So you have nobody, nobody from the um, academy or not? Balagon. No, 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 no. Do you no, read no. Balagon? No, 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 no. <laughs> Balagon. <laughs> Balagon is another Enkatia. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wow. They're they, they okay, you know, but they'll be really good in Newcastle or they'll be really good in Brighton or something. <laughs> Somewhere else. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I do yeah. prefer. I do prefer Balogun over Nketiah, though. Like, if, if I had to pick one SD, I would pick Balogun. Because um, Nketiah is garbage. But, but I, I don't know. I don't think there'll be the breakout. I don't think there should be... I, I don't think there should be getting enough game time to be a breakout. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just see, like, if, if Lacazette fits, um, Aboumiang fits, and hopefully, hopefully buy another forward fit, then there's no room for those guys to be playing personally. So there cannot be any breakouts from those lads for me. And other than that, I'm not ever you players that I have observed that breakout worthy. Yeah. 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 Maybe somebody might surprise me. Because to be fair, I didn't think I didn't think um Emil Smith Rowe was gonna be as good as 
He is right now. So and it's still have Martin Hill to come to. So yeah, but I won't call him. You tell can pick. You tell can pick Saka. Yeah, he had a big call. pick Martin Hill. Yeah, yeah, he scored against Chelsea and two all through the Arsenal celebration. He's skin out can't hear this. <laughs> well, for Chelsea, I think Chalobah is the breakout star. Chalobah has been excellent in this What? Season. He has been. You know how long Chalobah around Chalobah around like five years now? You I can't see how you record that, man. Chalobah, Chalobah. Chalobah, Chalobah. Not, not. Is that a different not, one? Okay, not okay. Nathaniel. Not Nathaniel. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. You should have made that clear, man. Well, Nathaniel, not at the club anymore. He at Watford, so <laughs> it don't make sense to talk about him. <laughs> Right, Chelsea and the way they move with their players, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Chalaba has been excellent in preseason. He locked down Arsenal and Spurs. No more, no more. It's only when Sand and Madman come on the field that is when we start conceding goals. But Chalaba alongside Zuma. Zuma might be heading out this season, I think so. But Chalaba alongside Zuma has been excellent. I hope Chalaba get. A lot more game time this season. Because we will need a lot of centre-back depth in the competitions that we're in. We have Club World Cup, which is training. Club World Cup is in Japan this year. So, I don't know if the league going to do what Liverpool get. And they have a League Cup game one day and a Club World Cup game the next day. So, if that, if, if a situation like that, we're going to need a lot of depth. So... I hope Chaloba gets the game time that he deserves because he has been banging it in the academy for a good few years alongside Tammy and Tomori and Mount and those guys. And it's good to see Chaloba finally breaking out as a first-team player now. And I hope he he's established first-team status throughout this season. So before we close, guys, this is the last point of the episode. And it is top six and bottom three predictions. So early, boy? <laughs> yeah, we had to start from now. So I have receipts at the end of the season, you know? Right. But, right. <laughs> but since, since you was the last to reach, Ramia, yeah, you go first. Top six, bottom three, whichever you want to go first. All right. So um, let me go bottom three. Um. It's going to be really competitive this season for sure. But my bottom three is uh, Newcastle. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle. Um, Brighton. And Brentford. Yeah, harsh on Brentford, boy. Yeah. Newcastle, Brighton. And Brentford. And if there's a fourth team that's fighting, uh, I would say maybe Norwich should be fighting against the step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Up six, um, United, City. In that order? Or yeah. random order? No, in that order. United, okay. City, um, Chelsea close by like a goal difference or a one point. Um, Liverpool would make the top four again. Fifth, you would have Leicester. 
Um, I would want to say sixth. I mean, my hopeful six would be like Leeds. But I'm not sure if they have the squad depth to go six. And I mean, Tottenham and Arsenal could as well be six. So, but I would want Leeds to be that sixth place team. Um, I was trying to have high hopes for Everton, but I'm not playing that delusion game again. <laughs> I can't but, want to go so. Yeah, they may go in nowhere. Um, I'm really excited though to see where Crystal Palace finish. It's not like mid table. I think mid table. Yeah, um, where they always finish, to be honest. I, I, I always like them, but I mean, watching them preseason, them seem to have a new pep in them step. With Andrew Stones and gone, everybody seems happy. I know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, United, City, Chelsea close behind, um, Liverpool, um, Leicester fifth, and then between. I want Leeds, but then you might as well have Liverpool, um, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Jadio? Yeah, um, I think the bottom three, uh, Brentford going right back down. Um, well, well, I have no hope for Brentford, but wow. I don't think they're gonna surprise us. They might beat Arsenal on Friday. Uh, <laughs> like, I could see it happening. <laughs> I could see it happening. AFTV incoming. Yeah, I could see that happening, but I, I don't think, I don't think they have any kind of. It's not happening. Like, it's I'm not pretty his, sure. It's not his second season. Now we go Arsenal playing our promoted side on the opening day. Yeah, I don't like that promoted side on the opening day. Think of the deep days. Come on with a full team. You know, prepping the steps. <laughs> excited being in the leagues now. So I, I ain't like that first, you know. First game against them. But anyway, I think they're going to go down for sure. Um, I think Leeds might lose all that momentum <laughs> right they came flying last season but relegated I have, right? oh god I have, a, I have a bad feeling that this can be the year where they try it again and get spunk from everybody <laughs> i think that why i think that why football now got work with fans <laughs> so i think leeds might be having markdown if they come I mean, it depends, eh? but this is my projection for now. If they come with the wild football again, I think they're going back down. It worked last year, but I ain't see it working twice. And then I think Norwich is going to go right back down as well. Everybody else is clear. Watford will be safe, for sure. Um, Top six. It's a hard one, and I do already want this team to win. But I think I can give it to Chelsea as first. <laughs> I, I, I already know where it to happen, but I Big think I could, see, I could see Chelsea having the complete squad as well. I want to call it. I think Chelsea the most complete squad right now. I know. Uh, I think challenging Chelsea though will obviously be Man City as usual. Um, if they get Kane, then it might switch back and flip. But if without Kane, I could see them changing. I don't see them winning. I don't see them winning indeed without a proper striker this year. Uh, I think Man U also competes. I don't think they'll win it, but I think they'll definitely compete. And I mean, it's football, so anything can happen, but I don't think they'll win it. But I'll definitely go Chelsea, City, Man U. 
And I mean, a man can hoop and pray, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, you know, praying for top four. You can hoop and pray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen, but I, I had a trauma team in there, man. I can't, I can't not trauma team in that top four. So I had to get me fourth, the last spot. I had to give my team Arsenal the last spot. And I also, based on the fact that we don't have any Champions League football, which means that we could probably solely focus on the Premier League and um, pull that surprise off because well, nothing else to play for, so why not, right? <laughs> and then in fifth position, uh, probably last time, no? Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, and then six to get to Liverpool. Uh, I don't <laughs> think, I don't. <laughs> I do not think Liverpool, I genuinely do not think... And I mean, I call this last year. Last year, people said, like, hey, Liverpool not winning nothing. Liverpool got struggled to come in top four. Yeah. Um, because I just didn't think they had that momentum. This year, I think it's even worse. I don't think they're freshening up their team enough. I think they're still going to be relying on Salah and Mane and Firmino which is really good players. But I think defenders know them now. They know the style of football. Um, people know how to, how to like, you know, subdue them. So I really don't see Liverpool doing anything special this year. But yeah. yes, that might, that might top six there. Chelsea, um, City, Man U, Arsenal, Leicester, Liverpool. Tottenham, 10th place. Take Arsenal, please. <laughs> <laughs> John, what about you? Um, bottom three. I think in no particular order, but I think Wolves is going to struggle. Um, I would pick Wolves as the surprise team to probably go down. Um, Brentford, purely because it's the first time and if it was gambling, you would gamble on them to go down. I sure the odds have you on them to, to finish last, if not the um, third one difficult because I could see Norwich with plenty of the same players they had uh, from the last run with the little additions with the new knowledge with the coach staying up uh, I pull in for Norwich uh, what will go out of the <laughs> um, I still think Newcastle will be close for fourth but I think Bruce um, will pull it out the same way he pulled it out um, last season Top six. Listen, I have to just because of um, the points <laughs> I made earlier, I'll have to go with United first. I think slightly controversial, but I'll put Chelsea second, City third, barring whatever happened with Kane. If Kane does go to City, that could flip. Fourth, I will give it to Leicester. I hope they. Get back oh. in the Champions League this this year. Fifth Liverpool, sixth Arsenal. Okay, nothing for Spurs. Spurs who? <laughs> ah, okay, fair enough. Well, for um, me, my my relegated side, Watford dead last. Watford going straight back down. Nothing for Watford at all. Watford are terrible. <laughs> Try D. Try D in the mud. <laughs> I think Norwich will go back down as well. 
and somebody at the end of the season or maybe mid-season might take Cantwell and now it will go down. And Benford going straight back down as well. Benford come up this last season as, as championship winners, I think, didn't they? And Ivan Tony had the most goals in championship history. But I do not think that would translate into the Premier League, especially as the big sides and the mid-table sides as well have strengthened a lot. We talked about Villa earlier. Um, yeah, Benford going straight back down. All the way back down. Top six, I have to agree with Arsenal. Um, why is it Arsenal? Ujari, look. <laughs> but that's two teams they give, you know? I give three. <laughs> what for? No, it's Benford. Oh, no, it's Alinea, no, Yeah, I had to do it with Jalia. Chelsea winning the league. Lukaku is a key element, a key part in the Chelsea squad, and I think he will add a lot, including goals, which we were lacking last season. So, we will be winning the league this season, for real, for real. I yeah. truly believe that. And then I will have to go United second. I think United have, have has become a proper side. No. United what? been a banter side for quite some time. What? But <laughs> United are a proper side. No. And they do have proper players. I think Ferran is a fantastic addition, like how Thiago Silva was to us last season. Mm. So, so, yeah, I think United will definitely finish second. It's not going to be like Chelsea 95 and United... 82 or something like that. It's going to be very close. Yeah. Maybe like a one point or two point or even goal difference. It's going to be a very close title race. I think City, as your guys have said, without a proper striker, without a number nine, will struggle. And I think a lot of teams know, a lot of teams figure out how to play against Pep. So Pep has become less efficient, even though they were in the league last season. But I think Pep style of play will not be effective that much this season. And Pep and City are going to struggle a lot, especially in the big games. And especially away from home since they it have fans back in the stadium. So City uh-huh. to City to Liverpool will get the fourth because I don't see any <laughs> I don't see any other side like being better in Liverpool over the course of the season. So Liverpool will get the fourth. I actually have Aston Villa fifth. Wow. Yeah, because the signings that Villa have, the signings that Villa have made have been extremely good. And I think Emmy Martinez is doing well in goal and will get a lot of clean sheets for them. And now that Mings has some England and Euro's experience, he's going to take that to the Villa camp. And be an like a figure, a strong figure in the dressing room. I think that would be the need. And of course, we have Leon Bailey and Buendia and these good signs that Villa have made. So I think fifth is a good shot for Villa. Yeah. Sixth will be Arsenal. They will they will get European football, Arsenal. Because as we mentioned before, Arsenal have no European football to play this season. So they have no distractions. So they should be pushing higher up the table, even if it's just like two places up, but it's still an improvement. And that that is six. That is six, I say, right? Yeah, six. 
and Spurs might finish like 15th or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. So yeah, that was that was it for our Premier League preview. Um, it was nice having you guys. But it was nice, guys. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for talking to me. And you guys listening, thank you for listening. If you're not subscribed, if you're not following the podcast right now, go and follow, give it a follow. Go and follow TF4 TV. Well, subscribe to TF4 TV on YouTube. Go follow TF4 Football Portraits on all social platforms. And follow Jaria, Ramia, and Jonathan on the socials as well. You will find them on the TF4 account. So. Yeah, <laughs> so guys, thank you for listening. Have a great season and may Chelsea win the league. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cut all that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>